0: This is the Shrimps Verdicts podcast. All opinions expressed are those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond
1: Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.
0: Wimbledon are knocking on the door, you have to say, and here they are again. Right-hand tip of the penalty area, James Tilly cuts inside to Tondra. It's going to be tapped in, is it? Superb clearance off the line. I've no idea how that happened and how we managed to get away with that Joel Senior take a bow. he's going to be given a high five there by his goalkeeper Adam Smith, it was a brilliant first save by the Morecambe goalkeeper and the second effort, it looked for all money as if Ali Alhamadi was going to open the scoring for the Dons and somehow Joel Senior has cleared it off the line. McKinnon, lovely ball up and over the top looking for Slough, first few seconds of the second half and Michael Mellon scores his eighth goal of the season and that is a perfect start to the second half. Eric Haddon's men. We've scored in the first 30 seconds and it was a lovely, lovely move through the middle of the park. JJ McKinnon with it. Lovely ball to Jordan Slough on the left-hand side. Michael Mallon pointed. He knew exactly where he wanted. The pass was inch perfect. Tuck it round the keeper and then from a very, very tight angle slides into the far corner for his eighth goal of the season in front of the Halo Terrace and just... Thirty seconds after the restart, it's Markham one, AFC Wimbledon nil. Blocks right hand side. Got a few Wimbledon players around him. Senior's going to cut in field. Might fancy this. Senior still going. Senior halts to the ground. What's the decision there by the referee? It doesn't matter because it's put into the back of the net for two nil. JJ McKinnon is going to be claiming that. Morecambe have doubled their advantage. I think AFC Wimbledon were going to stop thinking the whistle was going to go. We play on. Ball in the net. Two 0
2: Well, I was going to have a go at the referee, unsurprisingly. And you know what? Fair play to him. He's let the game progress, and we've ended up scoring. And I was anyway, thinking that was a
0: penalty because I think it was just. It inside was on the line. Yeah, I off. think it was. I think it was just inside the box, but the referee allowed play to continue. I think AFC Wimbledon stopped because they thought that the whistle was going to go. And it didn't go. So there you go. Own goal. We think it was an own goal. Seeing his rifle, that throw in, might fall for JJ McKinnon, couldn't quite sort his feet out. Taken down in the box, and Omar Bugle's had a couple of minutes that he's not going to want to remember in a hurry. Taps the back of McKinnon's ankle, and that's a penalty. That should be a la that. And it was a stonewall penalty, I have to say, McKinnon... Just at, his, just at the back of his legs taken by Omar Bugill it's, it's all imploded here for Johnny Jackson's AFC Wimbledon in the first 15 minutes after half time here, 2-0 down with a bang bang 46 and 51st minute goals and now JJ McKinnon felled in the box and this is Morgan's third penalty of the season what's going on here, Michael Mellon who's got 2 from 2 from the spot so far a chance to Perhaps wrap the three points up on the hour mark, you would say. A depleted Morecambe side, missing seven first-team regular starters this afternoon. And it's the Burnley loney striker Michael Mellon with a chance from the penalty spot on the hour mark here at the Mazuma Mobile Stadium to make it 3-0. Mellon steps up and just calmly sends the keeper the wrong way. Absolutely inevitable that that was going to hit the back of the net. Michael Mellon doubles his tally for the afternoon and on the hour mark it's more three. AFC Wimbledon nil. Centre circle is Davenport. straight ball out to blocks and didn't find him. Here comes Josh Nerville. Left hand side for Wimbledon. It's on round the outside of Senior. Gets a cross in as well towards the edge of the box. Ali Alhamadi stands it up and the shot comes in and finds the bottom corner of Adam Smith's net. And it was a Marnie Little from the edge of the area and FC Wimbledon have a little lifeline on 72 minutes we just lost possession there cheatly in the middle of the park with a straight pass from jacob davenport and a Nerville down the left-hand side his cross found ali alhamadi and he laid it into the path of amani little and in fairness it was a nice crisp finish into the bottom left-hand corner of uh, adam smith's net and on 72 minutes it's morcombe three afc Wimbledon one more than one awesome. rawson will just clear that up towards Michael Mellon first time to Jan Songer who's just going to dint this out that's the old three wedge out towards the left-hand side Jordan Slew Meg's his man Slew is on the edge of the area here comes Max Melbourne to win the game Mellon for his hat-trick yeah. scores in front of a delighted halo terrace it's a hat-trick and the tenth of the season for Michael Mellon And that's what we mean about a lovely breakaway goal through the middle of the park I've got to give credit where it's due to Jordan Slew once again Meg his man got to the edge of the area and who was coming up there but Max Melbourne of all people his shot saved by Alex Bass Felter Michael Mellon, 10 yards out, took a touch, fires it, into the top corner, hat trick hero, Morecambe four, AFC Wimbledon one. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimp's verdict on Beyond Radio. Out for a throw, taken quickly down the line, senior.
2: Of course, his area. Again,
0: doing defensive duties underneath the scoreboard, clears up towards the halfway line. Referee. Puts the whistle to his lips, brings proceedings to a close. And it's been an unbelievable second half for the Shrimps. Scoring four goals, a hat-trick from Michael Mellon to make it ten for the season for the Burnley Loney as he's hugged by Jed Brannon on the touchline. A tight first half there. You could argue that AFC Wimbledon by far had the better of it, certainly in the last 20 minutes or so. But Morecambe went bang, bang in the first five minutes after the second half restart. They scored after just 40 seconds from the restart. Michael Mellon played in beautifully by Jordan Slew after JJ McKinnon had set to Slough free down the left hand side. Drew the keeper, took it around him, slipped it in from a narrow angle. It was two 0 five minutes later. We'll try and clear it up. We think it's an own goal, or it might be McKinnon. he was certainly lurking with intent. We thought that on the edge of the box, or certainly just inside the area that senior was felled, referee allowed play to continue, and the ball found its way, somehow, into the back of the net for 2-0. 3-0 on the hour mark. It was a penalty, the third of the season after we went so long. We went to all those games, about 80 games almost, without having a penalty. We've now had three so far already this season. JJ McKinnon upended in the box, Stonewall as it gets, and Michael Mellon, clinical from 12 yards, sending the keeper the wrong way to complete the 3-0. It's 3-1 on 72 minutes. Amani Little reducing the arrears and giving Johnny Jackson's AFC Wimbledon just a tiny, tiny glimmer of hope. A smart finish into the bottom corner of Adam Smith's net. But three minutes from time, another fantastic breakaway with pace, with precision down the left-hand side involving Jordan Slew again. He fed Max Melbourne. His shot was saved. Melbourne up from the back. It fell to Mellon, and like all good number nines on the hat-trick, 10 yards out, took a touch, and smacked it into the top corner in front of a jubilant Halo terrace to seal the points for Derek Hannan's men and make it eight games unbeaten. And get this, we are in the lead, Two playoff positions. And also, get this, Morgan fans, if we beat Barrow, in our, which is our game in hand from the international call-off on Tuesday, if we get all three points at Holker Street, morecambe would be in the lead to automatic promotion places quite something ryan daly former head of a media and communications alongside me this afternoon
2: unbelievable yeah really comprehensive morgan performance like we said before it was a really it was two halves of a first half the first half of it belonging to morecambe the opening 25 and then obviously the 25 in the, in the second half of that first half belonged to wimbledon with the uh added on time, don't get me wrong, I, I'm, I'm not going daft, I know there's not 50 minutes and a half, uh, but no, it was It was a real nervy performance in a way, at half time, you think it could go either way, and what uh, what you need all the time is to get that early goal, and you couldn't have asked for it any earlier than 45 seconds into uh, the second half, really well taken finish, and you know, that just shows the confidence what this forward line's got, uh, playing through the lines, as you mentioned, uh, 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 previous occasion before we started this commentary and what you mentioned throughout the game is uh, the fluidity of these counter-attacks yeah. and it was there to see in that opening goal really, really thorough, well-thought-out counter, uh, clinical uh, is a word I'd probably use for great finish Meg someone on the line as well you can't ask for a better start and from there it just went into welcome overload didn't it two goals three goals possibly a, a red card should have been brandished for two yellows but it doesn't make a difference you won 4-1 at the end of the day um, and the only block on the on the score sheet was that one goal and uh, but I'm saying that you can at this level you always expect to concede one or two but if you score in fact four or five or six it doesn't really make too much of a difference yeah. but a fantastic performance not just from the attacking side on midfield but defensively absolutely superb throughout this game
0: Goals change games Goals win games Great bits of defending also win games Nil-nil, 42nd minute What about that from Joel Senior?
2: You, you can't underestimate how vital that was One fantastic save from Smith I don't know if he's anticipating the ball going back across him into the bottom corner trying to whip it in with that left foot but he's ended up pulling it to to his near post yeah. per se gets down makes a smart save with his legs pops back out to the strike and you're thinking oh, all Mohammed he has to do is just find the back of the net and there's Joel Senior absolutely fantastic performance from him today don't underestimate how well he played uh, from start to finish um, but yeah that changes the game absolutely does because if you go in, in at the break 1-0 down all of a sudden that might, might Wimbledon have the tails up they could go on and score 2-3 or 4 in the yeah. second half to make a difference but that, that really uh, kind of Shows how dogged that Morecambe have become. Like in previous years, I don't think they've really shown that desire or uh, or they haven't had the players in the shirts so that really wanted to, to kind of fight for it. And that's that's not a, uh, that's not a, uh, a blot on anyone's copy. It's just like you, sometimes you, you don't see them kind of positional play or whatever but mm. today every man and a dog in that shirt were absolutely fantastic and uh, well-deserved three points and i think wimbledon can go away here thinking do you know what for 20 odd minutes of that first half we played all right but ultimately we deserved to get battered for one as he did
0: it was quite sensational in the second half and it shows our squad doesn't it we are missing seven players today you look at this stuart moore Going To be out for quite a while, we think Jake Taylor missing, Eli King missing. Although Eli is here and he was running about and having a kick about with the squad uh, before uh, the game this afternoon. Jacob badeau James Connolly, Adam merrill all suspended today. Donald Love with stitches in his foot also out. So you could argue that seven players there who on any given game would start in lead two for Derek Adams, he'd want them in his first 11, and already we've been shown that we've used that squad and we've used that strength in depth. And boy, oh boy, has it paid off today.
2: Yeah, really good. And you, you talked about it before, and about players coming in to, trying to make a difference and trying to win a shirt. And a couple of them, i they thought Chris Stokes at the back was fantastic. He headed everything. When you're alongside someone like Farron Rawson, I can only imagine that it helps your game massively. Mm. Uh, and, and Faz is brilliant at this level. He, he was great in League One, in all fairness to him. Uh, a really good, solid Heads the ball Wins possession Wants to play football He's a a new style defender But with an old style tinge In terms of heading it Blocking it Whatever But he's comfortable With playing the football I thought Stokes was great today Kind of You look at Jacob Davenport A few missed passes Here and there Probably at fault For their goal Like I said before Probably a 6 or 7 out of 10 But there's no reason Why a lot of players In that starting 11 today Who are maybe on the fringes Or on the periphery Can't make a claim For those starting positions Especially if it's A long term injury list
0: Ryan Daly, former head of media and communications at Morecambe. Uh, thanks for popping in to see us.
2: My pleasure. Thank and you for having uh, us. You can,
0: if you're going to bring us luck like that, you can come any time. Uh, I,
2: I, I honestly can't remember the last time we lost at home when I've been here. Since I've departed, we lost at home a few times when I was here. Uh, but no, it's, it's great. I love coming back. I love seeing yourself and the, the rest of the boys and the, and the staff here as well. It's great. And even though a lot of the players on the pitch have changed, a lot of the staff behind the scenes have remained. And, It just shows what kind of a club more come on it's fantastic to see that the the, the, obviously the tide change in terms of winning games you never get bored of winning games and the football club is a whole lot of a better place for winning football matches we just hope that everything behind the scenes with the ownership stuff still kind of being a bit in a gray area that gets sorted out soon and you got to look at it. someone. You've got to be out there and go. Do you know what more come up for sale? This
0: is uh, three points behind the, the me, automatics. Yeah. Mm.
2: It's the best time to buy in. So if you're listening. Buy the club. Well, Derek, a 4-1 win today. You're in the playoff spots. Fantastic
3: second half performance.
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought uh, in the first half we actually played well. We played to um, a shape very well. We controlled large aspects of the the first half without really um, getting many opportunities on goal. Uh, Second half, it was completely different because quite quickly we got that first goal. You know, we broke quickly and uh, Michael Merlin was able to, to slot it home. Uh, second half obviously we scored three goals Michael getting his hat-trick and uh, JJ getting another goal from his midfield position it was just a, a very good performance we had to defend long high balls it was similar to the Sutton game uh, because that's the way that Wimbledon and Sutton play and uh, I thought that uh, we competed very well
3: You mentioned Michael Mellon there we've got to talk about him hat-trick for him for a youngster and just a terrific all-round performance
1: Yeah I mean he um, can score goals he's uh prolific and uh, he played ever so well today uh, especially in the second half and he's got that attitude that he wants to score and uh, he was always in and around that 18 yard box and getting on the end of uh, crosses or balls into the box and uh, his third goal was fantastic
3: When you've got a strike like that in form like that you've, you've always got a chance haven't you?
1: Yeah, I mean, Slew found them with the first one, a slide pass down the side. And uh, Jordan, I think, found them with the, the third one as well. So, um, from that point of view, they've got good combinations all over the pitch and uh, very strong performance from us today because Wimbledon, you know, have done well this season. Perfect start to you
3: for the second half. Michael's goal coming after 28 seconds, I had it down. as, and uh, that just helped settle any nerves that may have been at the break?
1: Yeah, I mean, we, you know... I was really happy with the, the first half and uh, the way that we had you know, set up and how we played ourselves into the game and uh, it was just about stepping up in the second half and we did that quite, quite quickly and Michael getting that goal so quickly uh, after the second half started uh, gave us that impetus to go forward then we quite quickly got the next one and uh, you know, the confidence was, was riding high then
3: And you moved into the playoffs now you've still got a game in hand on Tuesday night this game against Barrow you're in a great place
1: yeah, we've got two games in hand and everything, uh, so that's uh, you know, hugely beneficial, uh, but you know we're just looking at the points total at this moment in time, we're on 27 points, which is great. And the
3: fantastic thing in many ways, you've done that and you've had to chop and change the team quite a lot today, Jacob Davenport came in, Chris Stokes for their first league starts, and uh, everyone's sort of pulling together so
1: well. Yeah, we've got competition for places and uh, you know that is vital, and uh, today... We've shown, you know, the, how strong we are uh, as a squad, and uh, the ones that obviously missed out tonight have got a wee problem, and uh, that's uh, a good thing to have.
3: What I liked about the fourth goal was Max Mellor, one of all people, was up there in the in the final third and uh, having a shot on goal.
1: He was. He was unfortunate not to have scored. You know, you got in there and you uh, think he tried to chip the goalkeeper or poke it through uh, and, uh, the goalkeeper into the goal, but uh, you know, it came back out and Michael, you know, finished with a, a very good, you know, strong, you know, hit to the, to the target.
3: Before the game we saw Eli King as well warming up and that was good to see him.
1: Yeah, he was here today, he was training, we still haven't uh, had any clarification for final uh, set off from Cardiff as yet, so we're waiting for that. If it doesn't happen uh, tonight, he'll be right on the phone and finding out what's happening.
3: So Barrow, on Tuesday, uh, hopefully no more injuries and maybe a couple coming back from suspense as well, so you've maybe got a bit of a
1: headache. They've got a big headache. They have. You're right. They've uh, they've got a problem, and uh, that's something that uh, these boys that have you know picked up the bookings or you know been out injured, uh, it's uh, you know something they'll have to find their way back into the team now.
3: And I must say today, you know, I thought the fans were brilliant. Four and a half thousand here today and it, the atmosphere was just fantastic.
1: It was, it was great atmosphere and uh, that's credit to the players because it's the players that uh, generate that atmosphere in the terracing because of the good play, the goals that are scored and uh, they feed off that and the supporters you know, then get really joyful because they saw four goals this afternoon uh, you know, going towards the home support.
3: Derek, fantastic
1: win for you. Well done
0: today. Thank you. Derek goals win games, of course, but great play, pieces of defensive play, also do that clearance off the line from Joel Senior. That makes it a different half-time team talk.
1: Yeah, he did. He did really well. Um, you know, he got back there. We made a mistake uh, inside that eighteen uh, yard box, but uh, Joel put himself in a really good position and uh, you know cleared it. And I suppose the difference between going in at 0-0 and 1-0, that, that, that's massive. It was. You know, at that time, we probably felt we could have been ahead in the game uh, in the first half with a few bits of play, but we weren't. And, uh, you know, 0-0 at half-time uh, is, is a good result.
0: And we talk about going under the radar, but with the points stacking up, it's increasingly difficult to, to do that. Do you, how, how do you keep the players' feet on the ground?
1: I don't have to, you know, they um, are players that just want to go and play and, and win football matches and uh, that's what we're in the business to do. Enjoy the win, Derek, thank, thank you. Thank you. Well, Michael, a hat-trick in a 4-1 victory over Wimbledon
4: today, you must be delighted. Yeah, you could say that, uh, very delighted. Because obviously we played against Bradford a couple of weeks ago and I got the two. And I've got, I came off gutted and I was like, I should have got the third one. So I'm just relieved that I actually got it this time.
3: The first one, started it all off. I thought it was a cracker because you rounded the keeper and it was quite a tight angle, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, but I think just the pass from Jordan made it so easy just to tap it around him and then get a shot off and then luckily their players did not got back in time and just rolled into the corner.
3: Penalty, never a doubt for you?
4: No, nah, I, I have an idea in my head of where I'm going each time and uh, work this time.
3: Then the third one, of all players in the box, Max Melbourne saw his effort saved and it came to you.
4: Yeah I actually I, I seen him going through on goal And I, I was just praying That he'd put it That he'd hit the keeper On that side And it will come to me When it actually did I was just, just backwards off to score I And mean, I did thankfully
3: So you finally got the match ball I took a picture of you Looking for it At the end of the game But you've got one here now How's that feel?
4: I think it, it's brilliant To be honest I've only, I've only ever had one Match ball for scoring A hat-trick And um, it was Back in the, in the 23s So um, I think I'm probably going to give this To my mum On the uh, yeah, I think she'll like that. Has your dad got any? I don't know. you have to ask him.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> have you been in touch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He He drew 2-2 today, so well, I'll probably speak to him in a bit and see how he feels about that, but I think he's just, he's excited about being back in football and I think you can tell a little bit because he seems a bit a bit more chirpy.
3: Good, good. <laughs> and let's go back to you, of course. I mean, that was that was a tough, tough win, say it, 0-0. We thought this was a really tough game. Now, we've not played perhaps as well as we could have done. They They were well in it, but... Yeah, goal just changed things in the second half was so much better.
4: Yeah, they're, they're, they're no mugs, by the way. They're one of the top teams in this division. And I think that 10 minute spell where we just scored three out of nowhere, I think, completely changed the game. And, well, it's, it's won us the game, really. And you could even see when we were winning 3 0, winning 4 1, you could see what threat they had up front. And the, the two Giants centre-hours, <laughs> I think they'll do well this season still.
3: Yeah, Rawson and the Stokes, I think they played together maybe at Forest Green but they came in today together and I thought they had some great blocks there.
4: Yeah, they're, they're, they are brilliant, all, all the centre-rows we have here are brilliant, Just no one ever seems to rip them apart, they just seem to be on top of everything and um, I think we're really lucky to have them.
3: Well you're up into the playoffs now, you've got a game on Tuesday, the only game I think in League Two to be playing, so that, that gives you a real opportunity doesn't it to cement your place in that playoff spot?
4: Yeah, it's just like, just like all the other games, we're just going kind to of go there hoping for the three points and see what happens after.
3: So how are you feeling at the minute? Just, uh, are you buzzing to be part of this Morecambe team? Because you know, it's been tough the last few weeks. There so have been chopping and changing, quite a few injuries, quite a few suspensions. you know. So it's been tough. Everyone seems to be battling together so well.
4: Yeah, it's, it's, it's really exciting to be a part of. Just the feeling around the building and the way we play as well. It's so good to play in and so good to be in. So I'm really happy to be here.
3: As a striker now, do you go, fantastic, I've got a hat-trick, but it's on to the next game
4: now? Yeah, well... I think the aim is we'll try and get four now in a game, which we'll, <laughs> we'll build on that. I'll hopefully that'll be Tuesday night. So, Michael, <laughs> well done
0: today and a great hat-trick. Well, Thank been. you. Ten yes. goals already this season, Michael. Did you have any targets before a ball was kicked this season?
4: I had a bet with my brother, actually, and uh, Jacob as well. Jacob Bidot, um that I needed to get ten goals by Christmas. So um, I'll be going to collect my winnings later on. So is the target re- revised now
0: then? Isn't
1: it? The
4: target's just to score as many as I can and just take everything game by game and see where we get.
0: And what about when Derek Adams puts that trust in you as as our number nine, as our main central striker? That must that must be a great thing.
4: Yeah, it really gives me a lot of confidence. The, the trust he gives me, but when he gives me that trust, I have to go out and perform as well and show him why he should trust me. So. It gives me a lot of confidence.
0: Enjoy the weekend and a hat-trick.
4: Thanks, Michael. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.
0: Thank you for downloading episode 133 of the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. So on we go, then we've got a few players back from suspension for the trip to Barrow on Tuesday Uh, so we are going to be in much better shape in terms of numbers, that's for sure as uh, we try and make it four straight away wins in League 2 and uh, try and maintain our uh, promotion playoff push. Goodness me ahead of the game, I've been talking to uh, Dave Ingham. Dave is a very long-standing uh, Bluebirds fan been following Barrow home and away uh, for many, many years through good times and through bad, right through the non-league era, uh, right through to uh, FA Trophy victories at Wembley, uh, days out at Premier League stadiums and, and pretty much everything else in between. The ideal man to get the full lowdown on Pete Wild's men ahead of our trip to Holker Street on Tuesday. 7.45 kickoff. if you're not heading to the game, full match commentary of course as ever on Trimps Live. will be on 103.5 and point. Five FM and DAB Plus digital radio from just before seven forty, and of course via I Follow Shrimps tea So, Dave, thanks for jumping on our pod. Really appreciate uh, your time, mate. And I suppose uh, from a, from a long-standing Barrow fans' point of view, you've been following the Bluebirds for many, many years through bleak times and, and glory times as well. It, it doesn't really get much better than where you are at the moment.
5: Certainly, yeah. I mean, I think if you look over the history of the club, we've kind of, I think we had a couple of seasons in League One back in in the late sixties. Um, but supporters of my vintage uh, and who kind of started following the club when we were in in non-league, this is this is as good as it gets, really. So yeah, it's uh, these are the days.
0: And I suppose that's where the synergy between the two fan bases is really lots of Morgan fans, just like lots of Barrow fans, will remember the non-league days of it being cold and windy and standing on a hill with 150 other people watching a really poor game of non-league football. And so that means that, that when you're in the Football League and the times are good, or you're in the FA Trophy final at Wembley or whatever it might be, you at Sunderland in the FA Cup, all these kind of times, you really, really appreciate them.
5: Absolutely. I mean, we were at um, Bradford City last year and I kind of turned to my mate and said... Wasn't that long ago? We were at Bradford Park Avenue, not Bradford City. Um, so, kind of win, lose, win, lose or draw. We, we, we kind of try and keep a bit of perspective about it, and kind of remember where you've come from. Um, and you know, that's not to say that we're kind of doe-eyed and just happy to be here. Because I think you know, obviously, Morecambe have had a stretch in league in League One recently. Accrington have um, so Forest Green, as a for instance. So, that, so there's, there's clubs there that you think, well, if they can do it, we can do it. So. Whilst we're happy with, with where we're at now, it's it's I don't think League Two or you know is, is the kind of the ceiling of our ambition. I think there's always that possibility that you can go one further and then after that, who knows? But yeah, I'm certainly not I'm certainly not whing and whining about being, you know, mid table in League Two. It's uh, compared to where we've been in a lot of seasons that I've been following Barrow, it's uh, yeah, it's it's a good position.
0: And I've been back in the Football League for a few years now, Dave, and uh, not being a bad start to the season all in, really, is it? It's, uh, it's going to be, I, I suppose, at this stage of the campaign, it, it's one of those where the, the league table starts to take shape and, and you are where you are because that's where you deserve to be.
5: Yeah, this is it. Uh, I was looking just before we, we started recording um, at, at, the, at the league table. Um, I've seen a few posts on Twitter the last couple of days of, oh, you know, the, the top four is going to stay the same as it is for the rest you know, for the rest of the season because the big guns have kind of got themselves um, kind of up the top uh, fairly early on. But I think you can look down that league table and, you know, Morecambe is certainly a club, um, same as us, who you think, well, we've got a game in hand. You know, with a good run of fixtures, with a good run of form, and a, you know, fair following wind, there's no reason why you know we can't get in the playoffs. But you you look down that league table, and you know, you look where Bradford City are now, and you think, well, if they appoint the right manager, uh, and eventually, at some point in their history, they will appoint the right manager. Um, you know, if, if they do it this time, that they, they can they can put a run together and get in the playoffs. I and mean, you look at what happened last season with the, t- the two teams that ended up in the playoff final, Stockport and Carlisle. The, those two teams didn't pull up any trees in, in the in the first half of the season, last season. Um, and, you know, they kind of had a slow start, made themselves solid, made themselves hard to beat, p- put together a decent, um, you know, a decent run in the second half of the season. And it was all there to play for. And, you know, you look at the table now, t- where does two wins take you? There's a lot of clubs that think, well, if we win, you know, Saturday, Tuesday, we, or, or, you know, the next two, two games in a row, then they, they'll be in and around the playoffs. And I think just because... The probably the the clubs that were earmarked to be up at the top uh, at the start of the season have kind of already made the running. You know the season's not over by a long chalk, so it's uh, I think it's just a matter of kind of keeping keep grinding on, keep keep the scoreboard moving. I think in our case, um, you know our, our our fixtures have been kind of away game heavy at the start of the season for for one or two reasons. So you kind of think, well, we're doing all right away from home, and you know. We're doing reasonably well at Holker Street, so we can keep that going. Then, over the course of 46 games, you know, we I've not saying we are going to get in the playoffs, but, but there's no there's no way that I completely uh, kind of write it out um, at this stage of the season. And the same for Morecambe, you know, you guys have got a good home record. Your away records improved compared to last season. You know, not just a couple of where. Uh, Couple of wins away from home, um. So there's, you know, there's no reason why, why, why you guys can't be thinking. Well, you know, we're we're in this playoff conversation as well. It's not all done and dusted just because the uh, the pundits' favourites are, are there. They've not, they've not got the position locked down between now and and May. You know, no way.
0: And the caveat that we are speaking on Friday before your home game against Salford City. So, uh, I mean, you know, the way it goes is, is, is your home unbeaten record's going to probably go pop before we've uh, before this is broadcast. But <laughs> as it stands at the moment, uh, both teams, uh, and, and as it stands, we're going to come to you on Tuesday, uh, and you've got an unbeaten home record at Holker Street. And I suppose a good home record is what all good seasons, first and foremost, are built on.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I think Pete Wilde's kind of, Um, in in his interviews and in his, you know, the stuff that he does for the press has kind of said that he wants to make Hulker Street, uh, you know, a fortress and, and build on, on a good home record. Um, I mean, I sometimes think it's a bit lazy when people always say, oh, Hulker Street's it's, it's a hard place to go. And they kind of say that based on the fact that it's it's a stretch up the M6 and it might be a bit windy and a bit rainy. But, you know, it's not, it's not like we've had a, you know, a, a really strong home record every season for the last 20 seasons, you know, if... if um, you know, but th- but this season, yeah, we're doing all right. I have got the the vision in my head of a, a Matt Smith far post header uh, for a one 0 Salford win tomorrow. But that's you know maybe me me being pessimistic. I don't know. Um, but yeah, we're doing all right at home. Um, you know, a couple of draws, a couple of wins. You know, our away form, we're picking up. Uh, you know, we're picking up uh, decent points. We're picking up wins. So yeah, without setting the world. On fire. We're doing all right. I've not. I've not quite made my mind up yet exactly how good we are, um, but I know we're not a bad side. So that'll do for me at the moment. I think.
0: Let's talk about Pete Wild then, uh, Dave. Uh, t- tell us all about him and and the job he's done for the Bluebirds so far.
5: He's done a great job. Uh, to be fair, uh, so far he's. Um, I think he he came in after we'd had a bit of a tumultuous season um, after, after Mark Cooper had kind of been sacked at the back end of the season. We brought Phil Brown in. Uh, we are in a bit of a state of flux. I think managerially, we've been in a bit of a state of flux ever since we got promoted. Obviously, we lost Ian Everett to Bolton Wanderers. Um, I think if, if we'd kept Everett, I think we would have had a decent uh, chance at the playoffs, actually, in in, in the first season. Up. But Everett leaving, we replaced him with David Dunn. Perhaps... Not the right, not the right appointment. Then we went quickly through Michael Jolly. Uh, Rob Kelly was, um, you know, did a sterling job as as kind of caretaker manager. Uh, then we started again with Mark Cooper, and he he's, he had a decent start to to the season, and it just kind of tailed off. And I think it was just the the atmosphere and the vibe around the club. I don't think Mark Cooper will ever be uh, mistaken for the cheeriest man in the room, um, and that kind of. Eventually rubbed off on 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 the club in general. Um, I think the players spoke highly of him, but you know, he, yeah, he always had a, he always looked as though there was there was there was a problem got um, that, he, that never quite came out of the open, but it, it always seemed that there was something bubbling yeah, in the background with, with with Mark Cooper. So when Pete Wild came, in, I think one of his stated aims was to kind of put a smile on everyone's face again uh, and get us looking up the table rather than down. Um, he's done some. Uh, great work in terms of bringing the, the the playing staff and the fan base and the club closer together. And I mean, I know kind of opposition fans always remark on it that you know our training bases down in Manchester and all oh, well you know they're, they're out of they're out of town and how can we be close to the community. But I was just reading this morning about some of the school visits that the players do, you know, and and some of the community work that goes on. Um, Niall Canavan, the captain, has been a great one for for leading that. Uh, you know, getting the players in the community. So, even though, say on a Monday to Thursday, we, the players are down in Manchester at, at the training base, on a Friday they come up to Barrow. They do loads of school stuff. I, I know people in schools in Barrow, and they say that you know, anytime they put a request into the club, someone will turn up. Um, and, you know, Peter Wild's been a big, big driving force and that's so the, the players and, and him and his staff, are, they're in workplaces, they're in education settings and that sort of thing. So he's, he's done a really good um, piece of work in terms in terms of the community side. But on the football side, which is obviously the most important thing, uh, last season, he kind of made us solid, made us hard to beat. And we, we we kind of had a style certainly away from home where we were quite happy to sit in. And, and counter attack our way to, to points and, and to wins, and we, we did. You know, we did really well last season. I think we were kind of in the conversation for the playoffs right up until probably you know early April, which was beyond what a lot of us expected. And again, we've kind of started this season. We've we've evolved the style. We've evolved the squad. Um, we're looking to be a bit more front foot away from home. And and you know, he's got this phrase of dominating the football. Um, which is which is what we're doing. If you look at the possession stats this season compared to last, we are seeing a lot more of the ball away from home than we did uh, than we did last season. And at home, I think we're, we set out to be a lot more attacking. You know, going back to that that, that thing about making Hulker Street a, a fortress and, and kind of picking up the bulwark of our points at home. Uh, you know, we are attacking. Um, I think he evolved the squad in terms of certainly up front. He looked at some of the players. Sorry, looked at some of the, the teams that had done really well the previous season. And they had five, six, maybe seven options um, up front. Whereas last season we were a bit lacking; we were kind of really reliant on, on on Josh Gordon. Uh, but this season we've got a lot, a lot more options. Um, so yeah, he's it, kind of progressed us on. And I, I think we are still kind of kind of turning the kaleidoscope in terms of what is our best formation and our best uh, combination. Certainly up front, we've played three centre forwards. We've played a centre forward with two out wide. We've played you know a front two. He does like to tweak it according to the opposition. So he, he he's not one of these who says, "Well, this is our team and our style, and this is what we do, uh, and let the opposition worry about us." He's very kind of well. The best way to beat Team A is this. The best way to beat Team B is that. So we will play different teams and different you know uh, you know different lineups according to the opposition. So yeah, he's you know he's a young manager. He's he's developing himself. He's learning. Um, it, I know he gets he gets linked to every single job in, in League Two when one comes up so you know as, as soon as you know say Bradford and Tranmere you know, when they got rid of their managers you know you, you, you go on social media and, and search for Pete Wild and yep there's his name being linked to the jobs uh, and uh, you know at some stage he, w- he will move on he will leave us um, and he will do that he will get the bigger jobs based on doing a good job for Barrow so that's, that, that's fine in my, in my view
0: Lots of forward options, as you said, Dave. One who catches the eye certainly on paper. I know he's not tore up any trees particularly at the moment, but you know the quality he's got is uh, is Dom Telford. That that seemed at the time uh, to be a, a bit of a, a marquee signing, almost a, a statement of intent. He's not quite scored the goals that you might have thought he'd done, but uh, I think, as you say, early in the season.
5: Yeah, I mean, it was a bit of a strange one, Telford, because we had we had made. Early um, kind of movements in the transfer market, so we'd made a decent amount of signings, kind of fairly early on in the window, um, and then when Telford uh, arrived, it was it was fairly late on. And whether that's because of his situation with Crawley or, or how it came about, I don't know. Um, but you know, I think the the, the, the um, analysis side of the backroom staff had kind of earmarked him as a player that would obviously score goals at League Two. Um, as you say, it's not quite happened just yet. And there's, there's probably a variety of reasons for that. I think Pete Wilder alluded to last week, uh, to the fact that he'd had a, a bit of a long chat with Telford in terms of how he was having to fit in with how we do things rather than us changing our entire style of play to suit him. Um, but he's not been far away. Like, we, um, you know, we, we, we played last week against AFC Wimbledon and he had, you know, he had a couple of chances that were a hair's breadth from, from going in. Um, obviously, he scored on, on Tuesday night against Forest Green. So, you know, believe it, I've seen plenty of bad centre-forwards over the years. Um, you know, Don Telford's not a bad centre-forward. He's just, whether it's that little bit of luck um, or or what, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, you look at it on paper and he's he's kind of like, you know, the marquee signing up front. But you might say the same about Jamie Proctor. I mean, he comes from uh, um, Port Vale in League One. He's been kind of... He's not really had a run in the side, he, he scored he scored uh, early on against Sutton, cracking a little finish against Sutton United, but he's he's kind of been out with injury. But I suppose our main man up, up front at the moment is uh, is Emil Aqua, who we signed from Maidenhead. And I think most of us, well, he was billed as kind of a, a, a raw prospect who would take time to develop into being a, a full-time League Two footballer, but he's taken to it like a, a not to use a, a you know an analogy, <laughs> but um, you know, a duck to water, Aqua. Um but yeah he, he's kind of been our main man he's you know he's good in the air he's got strength he'll he'll, he'll hold off defenders um he's, he's he's capable of some cracking finishes um so yeah all round i'd probably say that uh, aqua has been the most impressive uh, so far so yeah we've got we've got two or three who were capable on the day of uh, you know giving any defence in league 2 problems so yeah we've uh, we've certainly moved on from last season when we had josh Gordon and you know billy waters when he you know he, he was a bit hot and cold was was billy but um yeah, on his day, he could he cause problems for defences. But after that, we kind of struggled. But yeah, this season, definitely more options up top.
0: Dom Telford will score a hat-trick against Salford now Now we've been speaking about that. It's always the way it goes, isn't it? Now we've already played That's each it. other uh, this season, Dave, in the EFL Trophy. You can't really read too much into that, I suppose. Uh, too much changed teams. I guess the only thing you perhaps can read into it is is maybe Morecambe's squad and our, our options off the bench, or perhaps we've got a little bit more depth than, than, the, than the Bluebirds. Is, is that fair to say?
5: Uh, based on that EFL Trophy game, yeah, um, as you say, I think it was ten changes each. Um, certainly, we we will not field that eleven again for the rest of the season. Um, so, yeah, it it, it wasn't one the way you could say, oh well, that's a you know a reliable indicator of form. I think I think we actually started quite brightly on that game, but then once the first goal went in, um, and it was a terrible mistake, wasn't it? By uh, was it Malachi Reed? Um, and once the first one went in, it was kind of heads went down a bit, and there was a few more individual areas, errors, errors, or you know, bad bits of defending. And you, you can't. I was, you know, I sat there with my dad, and um, just I was like, well, you know, our first team wouldn't, wouldn't have played like that. And then, you know, by contrast, you know, maybe your, maybe the uh, the more first team might have been even even better or even even more clinical. Uh, although having said that, I I saw your game against uh, against Liverpool in the. Uh, in the EFL Trophy and, and and Michael Mellon, I think probably had his worst night of the season in front of goal. So you can't you can't always judge an entire season or or a, or a player's value based on you know based on one game. So yeah, uh, yeah, as a, as a as a marker for the league game, I don't think that, even if we'd won, I don't think I'd have taken that um, EFL Trophy game it was too reliable and an in, 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 in indicator.
0: So what can we expect from a Pete Wild barrow team on, on, on Tuesday, Dave? Give us everything we need to know. Formations, players want to watch. Uh, <laughs> w- what do we need? Give us the scouting report.
5: So as I say, we, we've, we've kind of <laughs> varied the formations um, over the course of the season. I would probably say we would go for a 3-5-2. Um, you'll probably see Aqua and Telford up front uh, will have Newbie and Worrell as the wing backs, trying to get as far forward as possible, uh, which is all part of that that philosophy of of being on the front foot and being attacking at home. So we have, you know, we've got the depth in the squad, and you know, where we where we can play a kind of defensive wing backs, or we can play as an attacking wing backs. But I think with with the back three, that'll probably be. Um, Niall Canavan, George Ray and James Chester. I think he's got that kind of confidence in his back three that he can let the let the win back to be a bit more attacking and a bit more expansive. Um, midfield, Kean Spence has, has scored a few decent goals this season, so he's, he's not fr- afraid to, to, to let fly. Uh, probably Robbie Gotts buzzing around in between midfield and, and, and the strikers um, on his day. Robbie Gotts is a fantastic little footballer. I I really do like him, um, the way that he he, he kind of puts himself about. But um, again, maybe it's a a consistency thing with Robbie in the fact that he's not kind of progressed and really established himself as an absolute cert on the team sheet. Uh, He's had to bide his time uh, this season, but he's he's kind of got himself into the eleven and as well as Robbie Gotts we've got um you know we've got Sam Foley who's who the last couple of games has been a real driving force in midfield so i think as i said earlier one of the differences between this season and the last season is we've got more options in the squad um you know on the bench you can you can look at five or six players who can come on and who you can make a difference um i mean we've got a lad from from liverpool on loan lucas stevenson who's you know, he, he barely featured for the first month of the season. Then he was right wing back. He's played in midfield, you know, and he, he's a good, uh, tenacious player. He, he's positive in, in, in everything that he does. Um, and he's not a guaranteed starter, whereas I think last season he'd have been, you know, first name on the team sheet. So I think I think it's one of those that shows that we've evolved. We're not perfect by any by any stretch of the imagination. You know, no League Two squad is. Um, but I think we've got more options and more strength in depth this season. So whichever way he chooses to go... And as I said earlier, I think he will spend a lot of time looking at how more can play. So, you know, we'll, we'll do what we can to kind of nullify the likes of Mellon um, or McKinnon if he's playing. Um, I'm not 100% sure on your kind of suspensions and injuries. I know you've got them racking up at the moment, but um, we'll, 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 we will take into account your strengths and what you're what what you guys are good at in the in the way that we set up as well. It's, as I say, it's not just about, well we play this way and we will do that. Come hello high water. We you know, we will take into account what more come are good at, which is obviously quite quite a number of things given given your record so far this season.
0: Well, we're going to have, uh, at the bare minimum, three players back from suspension on on Tuesday night, including Adam Mayer, who's going to make a massive difference to us in the, in the final third couple of our first-choice uh, defenders, arguably our first-choice central defensive pair in both back from suspension uh, on Tuesday as well. So that's good news uh, from our point of view. But we're going to come to you, Dave, uh, on the back of three straight-away wins. We've got lots of points at the moment, lots of momentum. It's been a superb first quarter of the season for us, so we should cause you some problems.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're obviously a decent side, and you know we're a decent side as well. I think I think it's shaping up to be a really good game uh, between two teams who will fancy themselves to get three points. Um, who will, as I said earlier, have that eye on on the league table of you know work, you know getting in getting in the playoff. Um, Situation, and you know, let's not be let's not be naive about these things. You know, the January transfer window is is just around the corner. There will be players probably on both sides who are thinking that um, a good good spell of form and a good a good run will get them in the in the conversations of you know Championship clubs, League One clubs, the richer clubs in League Two um, when they start their shopping lists for January. So all the motivation is there as on a personal level and on a, on a team level. Um, you know, to put in a uh, put in a balanced-on performance and, and get the three points.
0: So my final question to you, Dave, is what constitutes a good season for Barrow this year? Is it is it similar to last season? Is it knocking on the door of the playoffs for, for a little bit longer and properly being in that conversation? Or would another top 10 finish do?
5: Um, I think if you're looking to progress, then yes, Um, you know, been in the hunt for longer than we were last season or, or reaching the playoffs, um, I think the division is stronger than it was last season, um, purely because of you know, the likes of, of, of Wrexham and, and Notts County coming up and looking as though you know, they've got the potential to go straight through. Um, so it's maybe maybe a bit more congested up the top, you know, Accrington um, came down and, and you know, they're, they're making a decent fist of things. Um, so yeah, you'd, you'd, you'd like to think that you know pro- progression is, is, is to continue getting you know higher up the table or nearer to the playoffs, if, if not in them. Um, but I think you know progression is also you know is your, is your squad improved on a long term basis? You know infrastructure improvements, all that sort of thing. Have we made progress there? Which I think we helped with the new training base at FC United. So yeah, we're, we're going in the right direction. Um, you know, over the last five years or so, we've got you know we're, we've made huge strides in terms of where we are on and off the pitch. So, if the progress is a bit more incremental, then yeah, that's that, that's fair enough.
0: Dave, always appreciate your time, Out, Great to chat. Could chat to you about general football stuff all day, but uh, people would be switching the podcast off in their droves if we did that, so <laughs> thank you very much, my friend. Good luck for the rest of the season after Tuesday, and hopefully we can catch up later in the season where uh, we are both uh, in a position in the league that we're very, very happy with, and I'm sure we will be. Sounds good to me. That's nice one. Cheers, Dave. Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio.
1: This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.